we're going to preach this until it fills the room. It's actually already happening, but we're going to preach it until it begins to manifest in here. Um, this, this message is going to be the opening of a series that I'm actually going to start on Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday in LA and, and Wednesday uh, here in San Bernardino. And so this message is going to be the opening to this series um, that I will do on Tuesdays and Wednesdays uh, for the, for, till I feel like stopping. How about that? Uh, Mark chapter 16, verse number 17. Are you ready? And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Insignia. Insignia. Thank you all so much. We are in a time where we must understand that Christianity is not Christianity in its purest form without the supernatural power of God. That's where you say amen. Uh, it is important that you understand that um, the God we serve is a God full of power. In Acts chapter 2, when the church was founded, the church was founded two different ways, full of people and full of power. Uh, I said the church was founded full of people and full of power. Uh, where we see the absence of the power of God, we have some places where we need to shift things and we need to tweak it so that we can grow up into the full revelation of God's church. When we see places that are empty or void of individual, it is a sign that there is a weakness somewhere. There's a crack in the system because where the gospel is preached and where Jesus is glorified, men are always drawn. I'll say it again. Whenever we find a place that is void, I don't believe this foolishness that tells you, well, all changes is not going to grow. That's a lie and a half, and that's your excuse for your incompetence. Um, every single place where the gospel is preached, y'all quiet in here today, uh, that the gospel is for every single place where the cross is lifted up, every single place where Jesus is glorified. The Bible says, he said, if I be lifted up, what? I will draw all men unto me. And I believe that God is establishing lighthouses across America, not just for preachers to display their wisdom, and for preachers to display the fancy buildings they have built and I like fancy buildings can't wait to get one but at the end of the day if your building is fancy and there's no power in there we got a problem y'all if you're just hanging around and nobody gets healed nobody gets delivered everybody stays the same I question if Jesus is there because the Bible I read Malcolm Harvest says that where Jesus went the works of heaven were being done you got to start putting a demand on the real church. And if the church looks that way, then you got to understand it is not the definition of church is not a time that you come together and worship. But really, the church is the ecclesia, the called out ones. We together as a consortium are the church. You are not the church by yourself, by the way, with your fickle self. And I can't stand when people say, I am the church. No, boo, you're not. You alone are not the church. You can't brush your teeth. You still got, you know, come on. You, you're trying to learn how to wipe your tail. You, you just, you, 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 you can't figure out fundamentals. Y'all quiet in here. You alone are not the church. We together are the church. This is why you can't, y'all quiet in here on this one. That's why you can't stay your behind home and think that you're doing something. 
Okay, for those of us who think you don't need a church, and that is why we're so dysfunctional, I'm going to say right here, that is why we're so over the place, because we, we refuse to find places where our roots can run deep. And you let that devil trick you that because you've had bad experiences somewhere, I'm back there again, just because you had bad experiences somewhere before doesn't mean you shouldn't try again. I'm so grateful that God is sending people to all nations that's trying again. Y'all hear what I'm saying? There's people coming from all kinds of churches. They're like, that was a mess over here, but I'm about to try again over here. That, that pastor was an idiot, but I'm about to try again over here. I mean, they tried to hit on me. Deacon Tony hit on me in the bathroom, but I'm about to try again over here. You ought to expect, for, hallelujah, for the church to be the church. Hold it together, Sherman. I, I tried to throw my dreads during conference, and I forgot that was pinned up. And so it, I was like, where's my hair? <laughs> oh, it's rolled up. Uh, it's, it's, isn't that a mess? So I, 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 uh, it's important that you look for a place that looks like heaven. The measuring rod of what the church should look like is the Bible, not man. Period. And no man can excuse themselves from the measuring rod of the Bible. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you are, how, how old you've been in this thing. I don't care how many theology degrees you have. Some of us, we become too smart for our own good. You learned all these terms. You learned all of this stuff, and you still ain't got no power. So I don't care how many Hebrew, Greek words. I don't care how many maps you have read and studied. Some of us study our way out of the power of God. And some things your mind will never comprehend. I know you think you're that smart, but there's some stuff you will never grab a hold of. It is called the mystery of God. You got to understand there are something when you can understand everything about God, you no longer need him. So why are you trying? To understand everything about God is to be on the same level with God. I'm not interested with understanding everything. He's mysterious. Leave that man alone. Okay, let's get into the word. We, we, we ought to understand that we're supposed to have, according to Scripture, we're supposed to have signs following us. Signs following us. The, 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 the Greek word for, for signs here is the word semion, and this is what it means. It means the official written notice that uh, is an announcement of the final verdict of a court. It's also described as the signature or the seal applied to a document to guarantee, look at this, how authentic it is or not. So when the Bible is talking about the signs of God, the insignia of God, it is not just for you to see miracle signs and wonders, but it's the proof that you're authentic. What is the difference between us and the Buddhists? the seal of God. What is the difference between us and Heritage Krishna worshipers? The seal of God. What is the difference between us and the Mormon, us and the Jehovah Witness? The seal of God. What is the difference between all of these that worship at idols? The seal of God. And if you don't have the seal of God upon you, it is time to go on a journey to say, I don't want to just be just another Christian, but I want God's insignia upon my life that whenever 
I open my mouth and decree and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The good news that Jesus came and died for us all was buried and arose on the third day that we might be saved and live the abundant life. Wherever that message is preached, wherever it is declared in my auntie's house, in Uncle Bobo's coffee place, over there at Starbucks, over there at McDonald's, over at the jail, over there in the school, wherever that message is proclaimed, there shall be the seal of God. You preaching in his sermon. Thank you, sermon. The seal of God. Where's the seal? That's my question. Where is God's insignia? How much have we re we just expected? We just received from people without God's seal. How many people have you listened to that don't have the seal? I know you can say rhymes in your message. I know you can preach and holler and scream. And I'm with the hollering and screaming, as you can tell. But if there is no power there, who cares about your holler? I know, I know you got Sunday school, and I know you got women's day, and I know you got a little youth ministry, and I know you got all your little programs. But here's my question. Where's the insignia? Where is the seal? Where is the seal? And for you and yourself today, where's the seal on your life? We're not just talking about the corporate man. When you're doing that hair boo and you sitting there putting them tracks in them people's head, there should be a glory on you. Y'all quiet in here. Why you selling that $5 jewelry? And sell it, baby, sell it. When you lay your hands on it, when you send it out, people ought to be getting healed. Y'all quiet. You ought to see the power of God being release you a barista you over there making that coffee there ought to be glory in that cup y'all quiet in here oh you don't believe God can do miracles in liquid huh last time I checked he turned water to wine he messes with the molecular system he'll mess with the matter of things and if he can mess with water he can mess with coffee I'll make this coffee and while you driving home that cancer will be driven out of your body it is the seal of God not going to be a teacher without power. I'm not going to be a teacher without power. When these students come into my classroom and they sit in that chair, they're going to figure out, oh, why is this chair a little wet? It's oil, little boy. All that devil that's been in you, I went and found me some anointed oil and I dropped it on that seat so that when you sit down to do math, that devil comes out of you. I am sick and tired of people that are refusing the insignia of God. You need his seal upon you. I don't care if you're on the worship team. If you're on the worship team without a seal, shut up. It doesn't matter if you work with kids. If you touching on folks' kids and teaching them lessons and playing little games with them and hugging them and we love you, Johnny, but there's no power in your hug, go sit your behind down somewhere. This is a church full of power. I can't hear you. And in this coming year, God is about to display his insignia upon us. We are about to see miracles like we've never seen before. I promise that this house is about to be taken to new levels of glory not just as the corporate man but as individuals and we shall carry his seal sit down it's important that you understand signs are important think about a sign if you will a sign helps you get somewhere have you ever tried to get somewhere and somebody's give you some lazy instructions? 
go down there to the street and when you see old man Johnny in his rocking chair turn left and when you go down the street there you're gonna see a pink house don't worry about it, it's a little rusty kind of hard to tell it's pink but if you go there then you turn right and then if you go there it's like how in the heck am I supposed to get there by your lazy tail instructions people have been trying to get to Jesus but there's been no signs people have been trying to find Jesus but can't find the man because there are no signposts there are no signs posted because Christians are coming to church just trying to get a word Christians are coming to church Counsel me, Pastor. Cast out my devil, Pastor. I want to know when is the time that you're going to rise up and start casting out devils yourself. Where's the signposts? I don't know what's happening here at All Nations. The signs of God are coming up. That's why there's a new drawing. That's why there's a new stirring. That's why God is growing us at the rate we are. That's why we got to get out of this place and we barely have space. Why? Because the signs are going up. The signs are going up. I had to repent to God. I had to repent to God for the first years that I started this church. I wanted to look like him and him. I wanted to look like her and her who just look cool and have all of this modern stuff going on and just want to gather people together. I had to repent to God. Because I said, Lord, when I started this church, if I admit to you, God, I started it wrong. Yeah, I prophesied, but I tried to run away from the Holy Ghost because I wanted to look like those that were out there. But the Lord said, you've got to honor the difference I placed on you. We have the modern thing. We got the lights, cameras, and action, but we got the power too. We got amazing graphics. We got bomb singing. We got all that happening, but we've got the power. I don't care how many nice videos you can put up and how fast you go viral. If you don't got the power, shut up. I don't care. And it's not the will of God. You do not hide signs in the back of rooms. I won't be liked for this. So for every preacher out there who is okay with having your intercessors pray in the back room, pray in tongues in corners, but refuse to do it openly, you, sir, you, ma'am, are not a sign. Whoever saw a sign that was hidden, a joke before God and I am convicted more than ever to build something where people can find Jesus where people don't just get saved but they get delivered where people just don't get saved but they get healed where people just don't get saved but their mind get transformed repentance isn't a I'm sorry repentance is the changing of directions my mind being turned in another way I'm looking forward to build a place where there is transformation Center, where the house is being transformed and God wants to transform your mind and God wants to transform your heart and God wants to transform your soul hit your neighbor and tell him let him do it let him do it let him do it let him listen it's important this is just I haven't even gotten to the point sit down We need signs. Folks need to find Jesus. If you go to work and nobody knows you're a believer, why are you a believer? Maybe you're a believer because you're selfish and you only got into this so you could get out of hell. 
I didn't get in this thing just to get out of hell, Michelle. I got in this thing so that I could live and bring heaven to earth. That's why I got into it. Yeah, God, thank God that I don't have to go to hell. As hot as it is this summer, it has reminded me, y'all ain't saying nothing, that I don't want to go to hell. Y'all quiet in here. I am not interested. This 114, 116 degree weather has reminded me that hell is not my portion. But at the end of the day, you cannot be in the place where you just say, get me out of hell. You ought to say, get heaven in and through me. You're quiet in here. I don't want to just be pulled out of hell, I said. I don't want to just be pulled out of hell. But I want to be heaven through me, to me, on a regular basis. Sit down, listen. Besides, in case you think it's only me that believes this way, that's Apostle Paul. If you ask Apostle Paul, who wrote the major portion of the New Testament through the Holy Spirit, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Good God Almighty. Paul said, listen here, I did not just get in this thing to make you be impressed by what I say, but I got in this thing so that you could understand that Jesus was alive, that his power is moving in the life of his children. And if you begin to just raise your level of faith and say, Lord, I know, yes, I believe for sure, but God help now my unbelief in the places where I've been shaking in my faith and the places where I've been hard in my faith I need the hand of God to come upon me to pull me up to new levels of faith so I can believe that God can use a messed up man like me I used to be a porn addict I used to be a man full of sin but look at me now Jesus put his hand upon me and said I'll pull you out of that mess and not only will I pull you out of that mess but I'll put my hand on you so you can pull somebody else out I believe that there are some people in the room today that say apostle sermon what could God do with me and I got a word for you this afternoon God wants to use you he wants to put his seal upon you he wants to put his hand on you and I feel global transformation about to hit our world I feel the United States of America turning in another direction. I feel the state of California moving into the will of God. I see the Inland Empire seeing the move of God. God is up to something and hell can't stop it. God is up to something and hell won't delay it. God's about to do what he said he would do. Sit down, please. I got to finish. First Corinthians two, four. Yeah, I wanna, uh, I'm gonna talk in, not in human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Somebody just holler power real quick. We didn't got much longer. I gotta go. Somebody just holler power real quick, will ya? He said, "I want you to experience my power." 
power upon you. Verse 5 says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Watch it now. God said, it is not my will that you be impressed by a man. What is happening in the church of America is the glorification of the pastor. And Jesus is saying, what about me? I know you think he's cool. I know you like his swag. But what about me? I know he has this many followers. I know he has this many likes. But what about me? I know he can say this and that. I can sell a bunch of books. I'm not hating because I am on the way. But he says, what about me? I want to be the people that can show God and show God's people and the people that don't know him yet. It is possible to be as fly as this and to walk in power. Y'all quiet here. It is possible to be someone who understands the language of the culture and walk in power. It is possible to create movies, to write screenplays, to open businesses, to change the world around you and have power. Paul said, nah, 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 nah. He said, I don't want you to be in a place where the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Look at somebody say, the power of God, the power of God. Please be seated. Please sit down. Be, sit down, please. The, uh, there's some signs that must come. Be seated, please. There's some signs that must come. First thing the Bible says is, he said, they will cast out devils. The other day I was sitting in my room and I began to hear the cry, leave us alone. That thing began to drive something on the inside of me that says, Sherman, you are not just a preacher, you're a deliverer. And you got to stand your ground and look at the devil. See, I'm not scared. Some people start apologizing when folks start leaving churches. But I can't help that you ain't got the power to get them people out. Them people came to a place that has the ability to get hell out of them. And I'm not going to be moved. Because I'll be honest, the other day, the other day I almost quit deliverance ministry, Pastor Shasta. I said, I'm sick of these individuals where you cast out their devils and they don't keep their deliverance. I'm tired of these people where you pray for them and they go back to the same thing. And I told God, I don't want it no more. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to pray for another one of these dummies. I don't want to lay my, that's what I told him. I don't want to lay my hands on yet another one. I am sick and tired of this. And the Lord said, Sermon, don't be discouraged. Remember the ones that are still holding on. Remember the ones that are still walking in power. Remember the stories that have had the enemy will try to put you in a place where you become a pessimist and you start only looking at the negative and you start missing out on what God is doing. But would you look at your neighbors and look around, look around, look around, look around, look around, look around, look around. If you look around you, you'll start seeing the stories where God brought people out, snatched him out of hell, brought him out of a cave, raised him up to be called by him. You got to look at God's story. The story of the gospel is moving and alive today. And I got a word for hell. I'm not going to stop casting out devils. I'm not going to stop healing the sick. I'm not going to stop prophesying. I'm not going to stop words of wisdom and words of knowledge. But I'm going to walk in the power of God. How 
five. Your neighbor said, don't stop, get it, get it, don't stop, get it, get it. Please, I'm gonna cast out devils. Be seated, please. We're gonna cast out devils. They're gonna speak with new tongues. Acts chapter two is not just a cute story, it's a real thing. When we first started the church, I have to be honest, be seated for a minute, that I got to a place where I told even our intercessors and people who prayed on the mic, I said, don't ever, never, 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 never. Pray in tongues on the mic. Pray in tongues off the mic. And I got scripture for it. The Bible says that there are many that will come in and be confused when they hear us praying in the spirit. But the God began to speak to me so clearly, Sherman, and he said, I didn't put that in there to tell you to stop doing it. He said, it's called wonders. Y'all missed it. Uh, people come into a place and they begin to see you operating in something they don't understand. And that's what a wonder is. That people come in and say, how is this so? What in the world is happening? And he said, I release wonders to draw people. And they might be confused and they might say you insane. But if they sit there a while, they'll get an understanding that I'm alive today. And so I made a decision that I'm a I will speak with new tongues. Sit down, please. He said, you're going to take up serpents. You're going to take up serpents. You're going to take up serpents. You've got to understand that you've got authority over slithering things. And I'm going to teach you on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Just come to church. I'm telling you. I'm going to teach you in L.A. on Tuesday. I'll teach you here on Wednesday. But God wants you to understand the power that you have to handle snakes. No longer will snakes try to take me out. I will not be bitten by snakes. I'm going to trample on them as he told me. I will not be strangled out by snakes. But I'm going to strangle a snake. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm coming after every python demon I'm coming after every serpentine spirit that would try to stop me uh, they shall drink any deadly thing and it will not hurt them at all sit down y'all they will lay hands on the sick and not they might not maybe not, 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 not down the line I lay hands on the sick. Can I tell you how the devil tried to mess with me? I had two deaths in my church so far. Each and every one of those deaths that I've had in my church so far, I laid hands on those people and called them to healing. And both of them died of cancer right before my eyes. I weep before the Lord and say, God, how can this be? I don't want to do any kind of ministry anymore. I am tired. If I can be honest, I said, Lord, I feel embarrassed. I laid my hands on these people and they died right where they were. God, I don't understand how I've seen it work before. And God said, what you say? I said that I've seen it work before. He said, what you say? I said that I've seen it work before. He said, Sherman, let me tell you something. Don't worry about what you don't understand. Walk in what you do understand. That I'm still a healer even when it doesn't look like I am. I'm still a way maker when you don't understand it. Don't tell me who died. Tell me who got healed. Don't tell me who died. Tell me who got healed. And I begin to list to him. That one got healed and that one. And that one got healed and that one. And that one got healed. I will not be discouraged. Slap your neighbor. Say don't stop. Get it. Get it.
I gotta go. The Lord said, these signs sit down, please, but follow, would follow those who believe, not those with theology degrees, not those that went to seminary, not those that went to Bible school, not those that have been in church all their life, but the only requirement to walk in these things is somebody who has enough faith to believe. If you believe that God will do it, you can see it happen for you today. Y'all are saying that you could get saved today and work a miracle by five o'clock this afternoon. You could get saved today and heal the sick by four o'clock today. You can get saved today and raise the dead by nine o'clock tonight. All you've got to do is believe. Look at somebody say, believe, 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 believe. Believe, 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 believe. Believe, 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 believe. To follow. I don't have time to break it all the way down, but the word follow, I hope y'all listening. The word follow, the word follow in the Greek, it means to accompany one, to come up beside an individual. And so God said, for the work I've called you to do, it's not going to be just enough for you to tell your testimony, but you got to let them signs partner up with you. You got to let them signs come beside you. Stop pushing away the power of God and start expecting it to show up. Come in, Mama Julia, you got to understand that this is the relationship that God wants you to have with signs. That everywhere you go, uh, signs. See, because some of you thought that it meant signs was going to be behind you. But the Greek word literally means that you're walking side by side. Let signs walk with you. That everywhere I go, uh, I'll carry the supernatural power of God. That everywhere I go, uh, I'll walk in breakthrough and healing. That everywhere I go, uh, I'll walk in the power of God. Somebody say, let the signs do the work. Uh, I got to go. To follow them who believe, sit down, that believe, that believe, that believe. If you look at the original tense of the word believe here, it is not just the word that I believe one time, but the reality is that I constantly believe. Oh my God, that I constantly believe it is an expression of my consistent faith to stand in agreement with what heaven has to say. I remember in Mark 5:35, there was the ruler of the synagogue whose daughter was dead, and he came looking for Jesus. And the disciples and those around him say, Why do you trouble the teacher? Any further, your daughter is dead. Jesus looked over at the man, the ruler of the synagogue, and said, Do not be afraid. Only believe. What's my prophetic word to you today? If you want to see the power of God displayed in your life, do not be afraid. Only believe. Don't be moved by circumstances. Only believe. Don't be moved by problems. Only believe. And you'll see the hand of God moving in your life. You've got to expect the insignia of God upon your life. I refuse to be just another Christian. I refuse to be just another man, but I'm going to walk in the power of God. Do I have anybody in San Bernardino this afternoon that says, that's me, that's me, that's me. I'm going to walk in the power of God until demons cry out. 
until cancer has to leave, until people get revelation of their purpose. I'm not gonna stop until my world is changed. I'm not gonna stop until my world is healed. Look at somebody real quick and say, don't stop, get it, get it, I'll stop, get it. We gotta go, lift your hands, Father. We thank you for your presence here. Come on, lift your hands and worship him. The power of God's already here. You just got to grab a hold of it. Come on, if you're a worshiper, just begin to open your mouth and bless him. Come on, open your mouth and bless him. Thank him for being the God of the Bible. Come on. Thank him for being the God of the Bible. He's alive and well. He's alive and well. Come on. Lift your worship to him. Lift your worship to him. Lift your worship to him. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. May the enemies of our souls be turned up against each other. May confusion be put upon the enemies of our soul. May confusion be put against the enemies that come up against us. That come against the will of God. May the confusion come upon cancer. May confusion come upon sickness and disease. May confusion come on lust. You can't have us. You can't have us. You can't have us. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered. 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 Come on, worship him, church. Worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Worship him, 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 worship. Come on, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him. Come on, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship him, worship. Lift up your voice and worship him. That's it. Come on, worship Jesus. Worship Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Father, thank you that we shall be a people with your seal upon us. We refuse to be shaken by the things that have come in front of us. We're going to walk in your purpose. We're going to walk in your plan. Now, Father, I welcome the kingdom of heaven to be displayed in this room right now. Whatever you're into, that's what we're into right now. You want to heal somebody, do it today. You want to deliver somebody, do it right now. Father, let it be done in our midst. 
We welcome the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody set your affection upon him right now and receive from him. Receive from him. Receive from him. Come on, let the worship, worshiper, worshipers worship. Let the prophets prophesy. Let the intercessors pray. Come on, all over this building, open your mouth. Filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of tongues. Come on, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Whoa. 